Sip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, provoke, and cause others to collaborate while taking action. With your hosts, media princess Carrie Keller, the beauty maker Christina Wirtz, and lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane. Do you dream of having long, luxurious hair? Now that dream can be reality with the help of Christina Wirtz's expertise in beaded hair extensions. Christina, owner of Haven Salon Healing in Scottsdale, wants you to feel sexy and confident again, no matter what your age. Whether you're looking for Instagram-worthy mermaid hair or you want the thickness back that you used to have, these extensions are the safest and highest quality on the market today. Christina blends them perfectly into your hair so that you can style it up, leave it down, wear it straight or wavy. Painless, easy, and affordable. Call to book your free consultation today with Christina, the beauty maker at 480-788-8880. Well, well, well. Hello, everyone. Good morning. We got a full house again. We, we do. do. And we have a returning guest, Michelle James. Good morning. Zoni Yogi. Hello. And she's all decked out in our Sip and Listen she podcast. Is. She looks so cute. She's got the sure. merch on. Kind of Peggy Bundy, like earrings a little bit but it's fine i mean i'm gonna bring it back it's fine she's working I it i love all right. it welcome back to the show how's life been oh my gosh busy did all traveling this summer did some yoga still doing yoga which i'm still waiting for you yeah, after the last time i fell uh-huh and bruised my chin. oh that's right we need to get that chin guard how yeah. does yeah. one oh, bruise their no. chin in yoga, in yoga? <laughs> well oh. she was being adventurous was she doing a handstand I was doing something. Something. She was kind of elevated. <laughs> was kind she upside of. down? Eventually. <laughs> I do hate I missed that. It was Her vision was upside down. <laughs> she's got she's got like a warrior wound now. It's yeah. good. Yeah. It was awesome. It makes for a good conversation. It really does. Like here. Out of your chin and yoga. I've got all these pictures in my head. Uh, right? So good. I'm all feeling right. too. I got elbowed in the nose at volleyball last <gasps> week. I thought I broke my nose. Oh, God. But I didn't look. It's so perfect still. How's that finger? <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's almost straight. It oh, is wow. not straight. <laughs> I dislocated it six months ago. Obviously, it's her ring And it was finger. like this Ooh. for a while. Wow. No, you should have seen how it first was. Oh, it was like, yeah. It was backwards. And well, like it gives you character. To the side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's a character, all right. <laughs> all right. So today we're actually discussing lies. Mm. Do you lie, Christina? I think so. How about you, Carrie? Do you lie? Well, we are, by our very nature, liars. I'm looking for something. Michelle, do you lie? Yes. 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 I don't. That's a liar. Liar. (laughs) But by our very nature, we lie, which is part of the book that we're going to be discussing today. And we have the author in the house. Would you like to introduce him? Because I think you know him a little better than most of us. I do. I'm actually very proud. I woke up. I've been waiting for this day. I have, sitting next to uh, my left, uh, my grandpa, Leonard Zing, retired police officer from Phoenix, uh, retired lieutenant, and has now become, oops, has now become, <laughs> don't hit things. He's really excited. Is now an author of several books that you have in front of you, and I'll let him discuss that, but also a polygrapher that he worked for the Phoenix PD. And do we also know someone that actually was a part of this book or our, our little friend, one of our little... Who? Uh, Me? No. Tez? Oh, Tez. Yes. Can we, we mention Tez in this? Yeah. Tez actually was uh, the link to this because she helped. We had a meeting with your help as well. Um, and she helped kind of put this together, right? Tez uh, Milan. Yeah, she helped wow. with, with some. She edited one for me. 
and uh, I'm going to have her edit another one soon. Oh, <laughs> lucky her. Yeah. Oh, cool. Shout out to Tez. She's in New York or I think Rio right now. Yeah. She, celebrating uh, life. Yeah. Uh, pursuing a singing career? She, yeah, well, she has one. But yeah, I think she's going even, even further. Yeah. Nice. A little so copywriter this, genius. What is this book about? It is about wires. <laughs> uh, we are by our very nature liars all. You know, I've been married 65 years this month. And I stayed married because when my wife said, you think uh, this makes my butt look fat? I said, absolutely not. This looks <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's why I'm still married. Oh. 65 <laughs> I've years. I've learned the correct answers. That's funny. <laughs> it's impressive. But yes, you know, we, uh, without even realizing, someone say, well, how are you today? Oh, I'm fine. Or you really look good today when... They really don't look that good at all, but uh, you know, we still lie about it. But it's, uh, it's just a normal action, reaction. So by our very nature, we're liars. Like, what does that even mean? Is it something that we can't even help? Are we conscious of it? Is it unconscious? Do we always go for the lie first? Well, mostly we're, on, we're just subconsciously. We just uh, respond before we even think what we're saying, you know. Like I just mentioned, someone will say... Uh, you know, you look good when you really don't. Uh, just little stuff like that, but it's still a lie. So is it something that our body knows the truth and we're still doing it anyway, which is what empowers how you actually test it? I think that's uh, just a common reaction of a human reaction. We're not supposed you know, to be lying. Yeah, we just, um, we don't want to make a person feel bad. So then we lie to them a little bit. But uh, I've had... Uh, just about every kind of person imaginable. And I've done over 10,000 polygraphs. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I've had just about every. I thought I heard everything on the street when I was a street cop, you know. <laughs> Nothing compared to what I heard in a polygraph room. What? It was just unbelievable. So can you look at someone when they come in for a polygraph? Could you look at someone and go, oh, that's a liar? You know, occasionally I would, as soon as you walk through the door. Uh, especially Psychopath. officers. Oh, you know, really? I did I did about a hundred uh, polygraphs of officers a year on internal matters, but I tell you, in all those years, in ten thousand polygraphs, not once did a Phoenix officer ever uh, did I find they ever took a bribe. Oh wow, wow, that's and impressive. That's pretty good. You can't yeah. say that. I've had a lot of Eastern officers. You know, <laughs> the first thing they'd come in, they want to know what the bag was, mm. what the what the weekly bag, what what the take was. Ooh, wow. uh, there is no take in Phoenix. Oh, you just want to keep it all for yourself. Some woman <laughs> no I knew I liked Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there were some that uh, would say on quiet nights, they'd take slingshots and ball bearings and drive through town and shoot the windows out of uh, businesses that were not kind to them or where they got calls too many times or something Ooh. like that, you know. <laughs> so so with... Um, I've had two people admit murders to me that we would have hired if it had not been for the polygraph. Oh, my God. Oh they had a clean background otherwise. <laughs> yeah, so what so. happens in that case? Do you have to, like, arrest them? Uh, I just take them up to the detective bureau and turn them over to them, and I don't know whatever they don't did. Don't know what happens. <laughs> yeah. There you go. They do what they need to. And there was so many. I do so many tests. I did, uh, some days I do as many as 10 tests. Uh, which now, with uh, photograph has changed. It used to be a mechanical instrument. Now, since '94, it's all computerized. 
So uh, it takes about two and a half hours. I used to do them in maybe 45 minutes. It takes two and a half hours now. And they have to go through certain regulations because the laws have changed. So anyway, they only do two a day now. That doesn't sound very proficient. It isn't. It isn't. Why do you think the law changed? Um, Mostly unions. Mm. You know, in... uh, I think it was 1988 where they passed a law that uh, prohibited the, the use of polygraph for pre-employment screening. Mm. So uh, a lot of these business, well, I can understand it, though, because stop and think, 40% of all small business bankruptcies were due to employee theft. Brand Corporation study proved that. So if every business gave polygraph tests, you wouldn't have any employees. You know? <laughs> just, I got it. There's that. I mean, I had one, um, one waiter from Tucson that had two set of guest books. He would write one out for the original uh, amount at the table, and then he had another set that he'd turn in to the cashier. So he'd collect the original amount plus the tip and turn in a lower amount to the cashier. And then... With bartenders, I did a lot of tests for bars. Oh, my. I'd have to test 10 bartenders in order to get one that wasn't stealing <laughs> the place blind. Oh my this gosh. one woman told me, if I can't steal $100 a night and still make money for my boss, I'm not a very good bartender. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but wow. I, I really like this one woman. She says, uh, you know, I really need to pass this test, so I'll do anything. Whoa. You name it, and I'll do it. Wow. And I whispered back, anything? Are you really sure you'll do anything? (laughs) She said, absolutely. And I said, okay, tell the truth. I'm not thinking that's what she she meant. She wasn't wasn't thinking that was going to be the response that I was going to make. But uh, (laughs) there were times that that I would really have fun in there because some of the stuff people would tell me, it couldn't help but just bust out laughing. It was just, you know, really, really idiot, you know. So since where you've done... Make, where they'd make love to a turkey or something like that, you know. So, so it, <laughs> they admit that? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They got to have to laugh. <laughs> and that I'd wasn't say, even you, one of the questions. I, I couldn't help but I, I, I need to tell you this, too. <laughs> or maybe it was. I was that say, okay, you it was a question? Oh, oh, they just got to get clean. <laughs> Let it all out. I'll tell you. And that one I, time. I, I, I don't know if I can tell you this one. No, I'm oh, sure you, you can. can. You can. Oh. can. Yeah. Okay. You definitely can. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <Listen> <laughs> this up. guy was a nice, clean cut, six foot two, a poster child for the police profession. And as soon as I shook his hand, I got, sometimes I would do that. I'd be able to shake a person's hand and get this vibe that I knew something wasn't right. You know? mm. So anything... Uh, we test, I test him on drugs and thefts and all that, squeaky clean. So I asked him if he ever committed an abnormal sex act, and he said no. Oh, oh. He said, what's abnormal? I said, whatever's abnormal to you. So anyway, he says, well, I don't know, maybe I did do something once that wasn't quite the normal thing to do. And I said, well, <laughs> tell me about it. And he said, well, I was deer hunting up on the Kaibab. Oh, no. He says, I chased this deer around all day. And he says, I finally got a shot at it late in the afternoon. And he says, uh, I hit it, but it didn't die. And I trailed it through the woods and came to this clearing here. The deer, deer was on its side in its death throes, you know. So he <laughs> said, 
I just, I don't know what happened to me. So I jerked my clothes off and I said, I had sex with that deer. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's abnormal. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Sorry, I was waiting for it. (laughs) Anyway, he says that I I, uh, thought it was a buck and it turned out to be a female. He says, you know, that's just like all the females I've known. They'll tease and tease and tease and (laughs) kick in the cojones when you least expect it. (laughs) He said, that was the only thing I could do, I could think of to do. It wasn't that I was sexually aroused, it was just I was. Mad because the deer turned out to be a Take that. female, you know? <laughs> oh, my god! Am I blushing? Because wow. Michelle gave me, like, let's keep this clean. That's right. <laughs> and I'm like, Sorry. you did. Where do you well, go I'm from telling that? you the clean parts. <laughs> oh, wow. I bet. <laughs> and it's only, see, like, I knew this would go to Less than 15 minutes into the show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And it's only Tuesday. <clears throat> Woo. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, so but, have you ever tested Michelle? No, but... Uh, mm. Hypnosis. But I came, home oh, yeah. one, I came home one day, and uh, there was about 40 yards of chart. I left my polygraph at home, and there was about 40 yards of chart out in the living room. I wonder what in the world's going on? So I go in there, and here's the dog with the electrodes on his ears and the, the, <laughs> the cuff oh around gosh. his leg. A good thing he put it around his leg instead of his neck, so I was thankful for that. But uh, anyway, they were, they were telling me, the kids were telling me, yeah, I, we're, we're trying to t- uh, teach the dog to either yes or no by his bark. So, <laughs> Oh, any- my gosh. Anyway, they tried to catch the cat and the rabbit, but they were too <laughs> aggressive. They couldn't get, the, couldn't get the attachments on them. So they had to try take that. the dog. Oh, my oh, gosh. You know, but it was, it was interesting. It was fun. This was uh, my dad and, yeah, yeah, not, and Jennifer not and the yeah. other generation. Oh, you know you're involved. Oh, you would totally do that. (laughs) 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 uh, It it was fun. And you couldn't threaten the kids with a polygraph because it wouldn't work on them. How come? You know, it doesn't work on family. Oh, it doesn't work on family? (laughs) Or or children? You know, I'm being a little facetious here. Uh, Sometimes you don't want to know the truth. My family's full of psychopaths. (laughs) I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, I could tell when someone else was lying, but... My family, they were too used to me, I guess. <laughs> they knew how to yeah. But uh, it doesn't work well on some cultures, like uh, some gypsies and uh, Eastern Europeans, where lying is a way of life. I mean, you've got to lie in order to survive, so it doesn't work well on them. But a good polygraph examiner will still be able to tell mm. if they're lying or not. You know, you just change the questions a little bit. So how does the polygraph work then, if it works on some and not others? Well, we're normally taught to tell the truth, and when we're caught lying, we're punished. So um, it reacts, it changes. When we're asked to, uh, to answer a question that's threatening and we lie, a number of changes take place in our body. Our blood pressure changes, our pulse rate changes, our respiration changes. I've had people were in the polygraph chair where they stopped breathing, had to remind them to start breathing again. They'd have a, like a 30-second apnea, and <laughs> I'd see me. just a straight line on the chart. Whoa, you know. <laughs> and I'd say, you better start breathing again. Yeah, that'd be me. You know, there was, yeah. <laughs> but, and then I've had them pass out, too, in no, the, in the polygraph gosh. chair. You know, if I didn't watch it closely enough, why? That's next a lie. I know, but they're like this. And sometimes I had one guy come in and look at the polygraph and sit down in the chair and fall asleep. He was snoring. <laughs> he was snoring. 
That's hmm. one way to avoid it. You know how yeah, out. Check out. The, the old cars, if you slammed on the brakes too hard, the motor would die. That's kind of how the body is. There's a uh, work by, the polygraph works by way of the autonomic nervous system. And there's a sympathetic nervous system, which is kind of like the accelerator in the car, and the parasympathetic, which is like the brake. Well, sometimes the body slams the brake on too hard and you faint. That's why people, when they get scared, sometimes they'll faint. So that's what happens. So they, everything stops, stops too fast. And then after a while, it'll start up again. But, Sounds like, uh, fight, like fight or flight. Yeah, it's fight or flight. Fight or flight. Yeah, so when you lie, you either have to determine, am I going to tell the truth and take my chances, or am I going to try to lie my way out of it? So I would think so, if they just, like, faint right in the chair, liar, let's go yeah. next. Yeah, so, so, so all these changes take place. But, yeah, sometimes well, I went to uh, not only polygraph school, several polygraph schools, but interrogation college and where I studied <laughs> body language and voice inflection. I ran out of ink one time, and they did the whole test in voice inflection. Got a confession wow. on a burglar. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, See, that would be awesome. Yeah, so it's... Uh, and sometimes, <laughs> That'd be so awesome. <laughs> Sometimes you can tell just as body language a person comes in, you can tell right away that uh, something isn't right. Uh, had a uh, golf course manager. I tested all the, they had a bunch of uh, commemorative golf clubs and golf balls missing, and so uh, I tested all the employees except the manager. And they've always taken a little something, not too much. And so anyway, uh, finally the manager came in, and I looked at him and I, you did it, you know? So anyway, I didn't say anything to him. He sat down, he looked at me, and he says, we both know you don't need this machine to tell when someone's lying, do you? And I said, well, sometimes I do. <laughs> Not today. He said, well, I didn't take them for my own personal use. They were just so great that I didn't want anyone to mess them up or there lose them go. or something. So he said, I was just keeping them for safekeeping. <laughs> but uh, wow. uh, there's so many cases that... This, it's just unbelievable. There's got to be like a way, like flukes that happen. Like what percentage accuracy is a polygraph? Well, the old mechanical ones was estimated to be about 80, 85% accurate. But the new ones now, the, um, I went downtown here a few months ago to talk to the polygraph examiners. They use a computer polygraph. Yeah. And it's all computerized, and they swear 100% accuracy. What? Oh. 98 to 100% accuracy. How? And uh, I tell you, it's just unbelievable, the attachments. They've got a chair that also measures. You know, I've had people <laughs> try to beat the polygraph. One guy came in with, uh, he started crinkling. When he walked in, I heard this crinkling sign. I had a laugh because <laughs> I knew what it was. He wrapped his legs and his body in aluminum foil. <laughs> It's a party. He thought that would some way the radio waves or something were, you know, would be deflected. So anyway, wow. So during the test, I said, "Do you have anything on any part of your body in an attempt to beat this test?" I could hardly keep a straight face. <clears throat> and there was about a thirty-second apnea, and finally he said, "Yes." You know. So, yeah. so I said, "Well, have you done something in order to try to beat the test?" He said, "No, I've never done anything oh. bad." I said, "Well, why do you do it?" Well, just I heard it would work, and I just wanted to try it. And he <laughs> said, "Well, that hurt my chances." I said, "I'm afraid so." Yeah. <laughs> afraid no, that's going to be I a little. We've already proven we can't trust you. You know. So yeah. <laughs> from there on out, he's yeah. the Tin Man, right? Uh. <laughs> but then. Uh, 
they would also put a tack in their shoe and press down. <gasps> and they would, I've heard, I've heard people tell me that. And I say, yeah, I've heard that too. That would work, you know. I didn't tell them it don't work. I just, yeah, I've heard it would, but it doesn't. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> give tax out the door. You can try. Anyway, every time they would do something no. like that, it was even more obvious that they were lying. Yeah. You know, so because uh, it would just bite. Boop, boop. So anyway, uh, so let's talk about psychopaths. <clears throat> uh, well, I had that I mean, one chart there. The, uh, I mean, if they don't have like, they're already not normal. Right. So yeah. how is it going to work? <clears throat> yeah. Like the one I the chart I showed you, the paranoid schizophrenic. Um, that murdered Ooh, a yeah. bunch of people. There's no reaction, so you, so you have to <laughs> call you it inconclusive. It straight across. Nothing. Yeah. Is that what it is? It, you didn't see that, did you? I didn't see it. I just so, got here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys were yeah, hanging so out without that's, me. Anyway, I think that's uh, true. This one? I think that's see the true. big, the one on the bottom, it's, there's yeah. no inflection, there's nothing. Ooh, there's a normal So it looks one. like they're telling the truth because they didn't, there was no inflection. I feel well, like that's you know how that, I am. I feel like you might be right. I know. I've considered I might be a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> those cuffs. But, but a good one. A good one. <laughs> but when I, yeah, that was a, a woman that killed a number of her lovers, kind of a black widow. Well, she might have had a Anyway. Um, <laughs> Just, that's called justified homicide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. well. I mean, that's what that I That could be. I've that's seen some instances when, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> I know when I was working the street, why sometimes a guy had beat up his wife, you know, so uh, some guys would uh, always let the wife get in a few hits before they took the guy away. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's only fair. But that's about the worst <laughs> that he got out of the whole thing, you know. Did we bring a polygraph today so we can test this I out? I didn't bring one, but I should have probably. Yes, oh. It doesn't take a long time to like set the parameters and, and do the... No, I really? just hook it up and... Then <laughs> we just go. Yeah. Show number asked, two. I yeah. Yeah. That needs to be. That's a whole nother show. Yeah. Yeah. I questions. usually ask a couple of baseline questions like, is your first name so-and-so? Are you, do you live in Phoenix? And is then it Tuesday? From there on, yeah. it's open, open warfare, you know. Uh, kind of oh, get the gauge. Yeah. But, you, but you graduate the questions like, uh, do you intend to try to lie to me here today? And have you told me the whole truth? And then a couple more irrelevant questions. And then, were you present? Or do you know who did this? Were you present and did you? You know, it's a kind of stair-step effect. And um, I was probably present and I probably yeah, did yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably like, react like the, like the guy oh, that the reacted g- about the marijuana. I asked him if he smoked, <laughs> smoked marijuana in the past six months. And well, last night. So, dramatic <laughs> reaction, said. and he says, well, I used it last night to mellow out, because I was worried about this test. <laughs> we we could work so well bad. together, because I teach yoga, and then I say, hey, come and get some meditative meditation, and yeah. maybe it will help you pass this polygraph. <laughs> there you go. It's all set up. You could give, like, but a special, see. like, polygraph <laughs> meditation. Polygraph before, right? Yeah, see? Yeah. So but I also, uh, I also <laughs> did hypnosis <laughs> for the department uh, for victim witness recall. Wow. And then I also had a hypnosis business for, uh, where I did a lot of work for doctors, where they'd uh, have their patient come in before surgery so that their vitals would remain normal during the surgery. Wow. And uh, there was a lady that I was polygraphing. I, uh, she was calling in, or accused of calling in bomb threats to banks. And there's a certain amount of hypnosis involved in interrogation. You know, you talk in such a certain tone, and next thing you know, why the person is lulled into telling you what you want to know. So anyway, she looked at me. She says, I don't know what's happening to me. 
But right now, I would tell you anything I know. Oh, <laughs> see, that would be so fun. And she told me about, and she told me about calling Great in subject. bomb threats to banks because they were dirty rats. and got to do something for that, fun. You know. So, uh, well. It's like special powers you have. Well, oh. Actually, he, he put Your me under desire. hypnosis before, and it was for more help with school and uh, what else? And you did, you did that one. Well, your mother, yeah, when mom. she was pregnant, she had morning sickness, and they lived in uh, Alabama at the time. Does that mean she was going to be a liar? Yeah, well, <laughs> anyway, we... Say liar, uh, lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, she was having morning sickness. So I said, well, you want to do some hypnosis, see if we can relieve that? And she said, well, I don't think that'll work. And I said, well, we can try it. And during the session, while she was giggling and stuff, so she hadn't had morning sickness. Since. <laughs> wow. Wow. Mm. There you go. Now, do you yeah. have any? No. Did you? Now. How about when you now. had kids? Did it, like, <laughs> did it affect but, you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I should have come in because I actually did have morning sickness. And uh, I didn't even yeah. think of that. But my wife uh, had... Uh, root canal done which is hypnosis whoa and her wow. first her first child I, was born with uh, just hypnosis whoa. No. from the doctor you know no doctor. whiskey nothing the, no, <laughs> nothing epidural no. <laughs> but uh anyway i hypnotized her the night before she went to the dentist and so i said well let's see if it worked i said i, I told her i said when you touch your cheek your teeth should be numb and you won't feel any pain you know and anyway, um, I said, well, let's try it. So she touched her cheek, and she said, no, nothing happened. I said, well, I don't know. The best I can do, go to the dentist, and if it doesn't work, you can give you a shot. So said she sat down. As soon as she sat down, she touched her cheek. Her cheek became numb. And then I remembered I told her, when you go to the dentist and touch uh, your cheek, then your cheek will be numb. She wasn't at the dentist uh, at home. <laughs> That's why it didn't work. Why can't I taste this food? <laughs> Well, oh, that'd be great goodness. for weight loss, <laughs> hypnosis. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but I saved some officers' bacon by using uh, hypnosis. Had this, this now this is a, this is kind of a bizarre story. I like those. <laughs> this young officer, he'd only had a few months on. He was still on probation. You're on probation for a year when you're hired, and any time during that time, they can come in and say you're fired. Don't have to give you an excuse. You're out of there. You know. So anyway, uh, they put him. They, we had a lot of. That's at an apartment complex. So they put him in. He was in uniform, but they put a plain coat on him in a plain car. He had the window down. Someone came up, stuck a gun in his face, and robbed him. <laughs> this uniform officer. Now, if that isn't embarrassing. That would be embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, no one believed him. So his boss came to me and says, hey, would you talk to this guy and see what you think and if we need to send him down for a polygraph? So I talked to him and said, I believe him. I think he's telling the truth. So. Anyway, I said to the kid, you want to do hypnosis? Yeah, I'll try anything. So he said he couldn't remember the description of anybody. He just remembered, I'm come through the window and hold a gun on you. <laughs> so during the session, he says, boy, am I glad I keep that passenger door locked. And I said, why? And he said, well, someone's trying to get in there. And he says, wow. He says, I can count the hairs on this guy's arm that's sticking his arm through the window. And he said, oh, I can read the time on his watch. And anyway, wow. Andrea Nosi described both people, and about two months later, or two weeks later, they got the two guys and recovered the stuff that the guys told. Wow. Them. You must so be great cool. at parties. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break, but we got we to gotta know a little bit more. Like, you got to give us an inside story. And how can we do this without the machine? We'll be yeah. right back. <laughs> Did you fall out of love with your marketing? 
Are you ready to reconnect with your audience and grow beyond your own limitations? Get to the Ellen Sparks Agency and demand a Spark Session right away. Spark Sessions are tailored just for you, the busy, growing business owner looking to bring the sparks back. EllenSparksAgency.com And that's Ellen with only one L for Love Your Marketing. All right, we're back with the professional lie detector. (laughs) I like it. All right, so what can we do, like at parties, obviously? (laughs) Like magician? (laughs) That, I mean, some of us have kids. Oh, we do. Can we read They're them? Dirty I mean, liars. Although we're very connected, so sometimes it's well, not sure if I'm telling lies. My 17 year old mouth is open. She's probably lying. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> probably. Tell when some people are lying because their lips are moving. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> At 17, nine times out of 10. Like, well, I've, I've heard of, like, if you look to the left, it's a memory. If you look to the right, you're actually making it up or something like that. Is that true? Well, a lot of that, people will look up. When, when they're they lying? tell a lie, you know, yeah. for the divine guidance. Why are you looking up? You're accessing Forgive the me, God, part of but I'm going to tell a lie oh. <laughs> kind of a thing. Oh. I've had them do that in the polygraph room where I'll ask them something and they'll go, well, let, let me, me see, think about that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> let me find something. I've and always I say, heard, so the answer is yes, then, right? <laughs> I've always heard that's accessing the creative part of your mind when you, like, look up. Well, yeah, the creative liar part of your yeah, mind. Exactly. Yeah. Creative liar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, oh. uh, yeah, and then the. Body language. Sometimes you can tell a person they just uh, blinking. Well, mm. not only that so much, but that's a, that's the latest thing. Now, I, I think polygraph is going to be a thing of the past within the next ten years, because they're using eyes to tell whether a person's lying. There's a, a company out now that has a machine that it's just a little device that you look into while you're being questioned, and it uh, tells by the movement of your eyes. Your it tells by the heat. Mm. Uh, they swear, they mm. say that uh, when you tell a lie, your eyes give off more heat than they do normally. Mm. So it's Very interesting. interesting. Come up close to their eyes. <laughs> in fact, my eyes. In fact, <laughs> there's a thing that's called Avatar that the uh, federal government is using, Homeland Security is using at the border. And it's kind of a kiosk that a person looks into and uh, while they're being questioned, and then they can tell whether they're being truthful or not. Um, so the federal government has bought a whole bunch of these latest lie detector gizmos that they're using, and they use it sometimes even a handheld one, like in Af- Afghanistan and places like that. That's what we need, the handheld ones. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we need one that fits in my dating purse. Dating pre-screening. Yeah, dating for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you yes. go. Lauren. Yeah. See, we were talking five lies and you're out. If we you were did talking that, five lies, if you five lies, dang yeah. out. You can't do that, or you'd never have a date because yeah. oh, you'd, oh, go, you'd, go, you'd go through them so fast that that's true. That's true. But it's interesting. I'll tell you. There's... So we can't use it for dating, is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you would not have many I dates, my friend. I don't think. People are pretty good at that anymore, especially at parties. <laughs> you know, after they have had two drinks, they don't really I care that you. much. You got to have yeah. you got to have something to lose, you know. And they next, they don't have much yeah. to lose. <clears throat> Ooh. So where so, did you learn hypnosis? Um, the department sent me to hypnosis school in California, and then um, 
I attended several here in Phoenix, and then I happened to be at a seminar where Dr. Milton Erickson, a noted psychiatrist and hypnotist, has gone all over the world and give talks. He's written, I don't know, 100 books or something like that. Anyway, I was in a group of about 75 people, and I was sitting way at the back, and he was up on stage, and he pointed and he says, would you come up to the stage here? And I, I mean, I looked around, and I, I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to stay in the back and not be noticed, you know. So anyway, finally realized he was pointing at me, so I went up there, and he regressed me back to uh, childhood, second grade. <clears throat> and so he said, what's happening? He said, oh, I'm behind the coal house. And wow, I says, Yvonne just came out of the outhouse and put her dress up over her head and said, free show. <laughs> <laughs> And wow. it was like I was standing right there watching, <laughs> watching this develop, you know. Get a little. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the memories are coming back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, after that, he was a paraplegic, and he was in a wheelchair, and he, he had this uh, place behind his house where he did seminars and that. So anyway, I, uh, he asked me, he said, will you stick around? I said, yeah. He said, would you pushed me into the house. I said, yeah. So I took him in there and he showed me all these ironwood figures and all that stuff. So we got to be friends and I'd stop by every once in a while and talk to him. Anyway, uh, then years later, after he died, his daughter called me one day and she said, I understand you knew my father. And I said, well, a little bit. And she says, how did, how did you come to know him? So I told him, she says, you know, he did seminars and speeches for probably 30 years, and there were only two people he ever invited up to the stage. One was a psychologist, and you. Why you? I says, I have no idea. But I learned a lot from him, but he wanted to know more about what I was doing than what he was doing. He wanted to know about the interrogations and how I yeah. got confessions out of these people and all that stuff. Apparently there's some great stories there. Yeah. So, uh, so we got along just fine, but uh, that was one of the reasons that uh, I really got into more of hypnosis. But it all started, I had bursitis real bad. And I'd call the doctor and it was like a month or two before I could get in. So I thought, well, I've heard about self-hypnosis. I'll go to the library and study up on it and see what I can find out. There was hardly anything written on it, mm. you know, but I, but I managed to help myself some. And then I thought, well, shoot, if it works for that, well, it'll work for other things too. So. Then I started doing more and more of that, and then, of course, the department wanted, uh, wanted victims and witnesses uh, hypnotized to get more uh, information out of them. But it wasn't, wasn't able to use it in court, so you had to be real careful with that. You know, mm. so. so you just participated in the International Convention of Mensa? Yes, I uh, was honored to speak at the National Convention, Mensa Convention, and uh, it was really interesting. I tell you. They were the nicest group of people I ever spoke in front of. I mean, just nice, down-to-earth people. Uh, in fact, uh, several of them asked me if I wanted to take the Mensa test. Well, you have to have 140 IQ, you know, to get in Mensa. And I told him, I said, you know, I'm about two clicks above a moron. I said, I don't think I'm <laughs> fit for, for, for Mensa. But uh, anyway, uh, we had a good time. I, I set my polygraph up, and everybody wanted to test, you know. <laughs> but I said, no, I don't have ink, and it's just not fit for testing. So, But anyway, I told them about polygraph, and how it came to be. I had did a PowerPoint, 
And I was supposed to talk for an hour and a half, and when I got the information, I thought, what am I going to say for an hour and a half, you know? <laughs> well, I had enough material. I could have stood there for four hours, probably. I had <laughs> questions. I mean, they were asking questions, breaking in, asking questions about stuff, and it was really a fun time. We had a good time. Did they ask you to uh, come and speak because of the, the polygraph and, and, and then you also being an author writing some yeah. books? Yeah, they'd... Uh, I don't know where they got my name, but... <laughs> okay, so did. what's Menza? I'm lost. Yeah. yeah. Menza is an organization where uh, you have to have 140 IQ in order to get in the organization. It's for smarty pants. Mm -hmm. So it's just a smart it's, club? Yeah. Very smart. Yeah. What do they do Normal, with their smarts? I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> average is 90 to 105, and they got 140, which is genius or near genius. And I don't know exactly what they do, except get together once a year and have a convention. Make fun of others. Yeah. 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 I'm like, what <laughs> but, do they do? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't see any of that. I mean, they had, they had all kinds of speakers, and they had uh, one of the, uh, the Indians that were, was in World War II, Code Talkers. Oh, yeah. One of those that was one of the speakers, and I forget what the other ones were, but... Uh, Anyway, we had a real good time. A lot of questions after, the, after my time was up. I, uh, I really needed more than an hour and a half. I was afraid to fill, you know, I wouldn't be able to fill it. Well, I could have used two hours or more, you know. It mm -hmm. was just, they thought it was interesting, and I but thought they were interesting. So. <laughs> I have a question. Do you have a favorite one of the books? I know you have two that are children's books, and I'm wondering if that has a special place in your heart. And... Yeah. Um, yeah, like tell us a little bit about that, because that's not very usual. Yeah, Farmyard Friends is, uh, in fact, I, sometimes these poems come to me. So I was talking to my daughter on the phone, I said, just a minute, and I rattled off uh, something about, uh, I was back of the bar down on my knees when I thought I heard a chicken sneeze, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> stuff like that. Anyway, yeah, it's right up says, my alley. <laughs> she says, hey, put that in the book, you know, put that, so I did that, I did the, uh, barnyard book has got that in it and, <laughs> and uh, then I was talking to her again one day and I mentioned something about the robin Whoop, that was so that's how that all got started it's, a robin it's, invited me yeah, to dinner yeah she uh, my daughter's a teacher in California and uh, she's the one that kept asking me to write and she uh, was going to be here when I was at Aww. the Menza convention but she was at school on the playground, and they were all linking hands and forming a circle and going forward and coming back. And some little girl bent over behind her. She backed up, and she put her arms back out to catch herself so she wouldn't hurt the kid and broke both bones and both wow. arms. She's a PE teacher. Yeah. So, that was, yeah. so uh, she's, she's laid up for the rest of the semester <clears throat> and then some. But she's the one that instigated me to, you know, to write and keep writing, so... I'm writing a four-book series. Uh, the first two uh, got out, and uh, another one, the third one, will be out uh, probably within a month. You also have a book of poetry. Yes, you I are, love poetry. You are quite the well-rounded <coughs> gentleman. I love poetry. <laughs> so, uh, but most of this stuff would come to me when I would wake up in the morning. Um, there's one in there about uh, just another fish story. And that thing came to me. In fact, it came so fast I couldn't write it down fast enough. Michelle's actually going to read one for us. Oh, yeah. I'm going to read one of your poems. Story time now. I like this. Okay, so I'll, should I just flip a page? Do you have yeah. one? Uh, your favorite one. Yeah, what's your favorite poem? 
Yeah. I like the um, I like the fish story. Where's the fish one? Oh, I think I just <clears throat> fish story. Just another fish story. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good job. All right. Good. I sat beside a stream one day just to ease my weary mind. My line was in the water, but my reel wouldn't wind. A half-broke pole, I thought, was just the thing for me to use, for I didn't want to catch. My intention was to snooze. So I leaned back on my elbows and I gazed towards the sky as I listened to a songbird and the buzzing of a fly. A gentle breeze was blowing and a perfume filled the air, for the flowers that were near me boasted blooms beyond compare. I had left the busy city where the traffic never slows, and I came up to this quiet place where the water gently flows. I thought if I could fish a while, then maybe I would find a place somewhere within myself to bring me peace of mind. When suddenly my pole lurched and gave me quite a start, I first reached for my pole and then reached for my heart. I knew I'd caught a fighter, though I never really tried. I wondered, would it be best baked or taste best crispy, crispily fried? I struggled with the frightened fish, but I finally pulled him in. Then I stood there in amazement at the sight of such a win. I had never seen a fish like that, and I marveled at the sight. His colors were such a hue, they could surely light the night. There was white, pink, orange, and gold, and many shades of blue. Green, brown, black, and red, and there was purple, too. This can't be real, for nothing could have colors such as this. But here they were before me, and all were on a fish. Then suddenly some words exploded from the fish's mouth. You caught me fair and square, he said, as I was swimming south. I couldn't speak. What could I say? Am I mistaken in what I hear? Fish can't talk. That's what I say. But here is one quite near. Yes, I can talk and I can hear and I can see you very well. So here's the deal. If you agree and promise not to tell my freedom for a promise kept and I will show you how to be the man you want to be and you can start right now. It took a while to accept the fact that a fish had talked to me, and I could understand him just as clearly as can be. But finally, I listened to the words he chose so well and agreed to keep his secret and never would tell. The fish said he would take me to a place where I would meet someone who knew just what it took to get me on my feet. He said that I could see this man and look him in the eye, that he would give me all the tools to live before I die. So off we went on a southerly course to see the man who knows just what it takes to live a life with confidence that flows. The fish swam fast along the bank and I walked fast as well. My thoughts on things I would finally know, but things I could never tell. The path that I was taking, I had never seen before. I meandered through a meadow, but was never far from shore. Flowers rare in beauty lined the pathway where I walked. As my mind raced through the day's events and the fact of fish had talked when I was about to give up hope that we would reach the place where I would find the man who knew where I'd find peace and grace. We came upon a whirling pool that glistened in the sun, the surface like a mirror where the water slowly run. I asked the fish, where's this man who knows just what I need? For I see no one here. I think you snookered me indeed. The fish said, you're a foolish man to think that I would cheat. I told you that you caught me fair, and then I had been beat. I said, I'd show you someone who has answers that you seek. Who knows you can't be strong without also being weak. Now I've brought you to someone who knows just how to live, who knows the art of when to take and also when to give. 
Oh, it keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> Should I keep going? It's almost we're, done. We're in it now. All yeah. right. Get to know. So look into the pool, my friend, and you will plainly see the one who will impart to you just who you need to be. Look deeply into that man's soul and you will understand that the figure in the water is mm -hmm. the same on or one on the land. I knew my mind was playing tricks to think a fish could talk. What next? I thought sarcastically to find the fish could walk. A trick it is you played on me for there is no one that I see except the reflection of my face and no one else to take its place. The fish responded knowingly. It's within yourself to set you free. Look inward when you want to see. Don't look to others or fish like me. You have the tools to be a better man and face the troubles from which you ran. So formulate a simple plan and carry it out as I know you can. I calmed my thoughts and began to think about a life that was on the brink of ending up in a tangled mess of things I've done much to excess. As I gazed into the swirling pool, I began to think me less a fool, for I realized the fish was right and I can run away or stand and fight. So I began to want understand that those live best who lend a hand, that I must be a better man and do some good while I still can. So I kept this tale all to myself, back in my mind upon a shelf, for ne never would I tell, you see, that I met a fish mu much smarter than me. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> That was pretty good. That was really good. Wow. Thank you. I am impressed. Thank you. I like that story. Yeah, that came to me so fast I couldn't write it down fast enough. Oh, I woke wow. up in the morning. That's when most of the stuff had come to me. It just come to me. I don't know where it came wow. from, but it just come to my mind so I'd get up and write it down. Oh, well, thank you for doing this yes. and like just You're sharing welcome. the story, even though and you promised the fish not to tell. There is that little started with this. <laughs> much, much smarter than me. <laughs> I definitely think we should have him back and, and actually do the polygraph test. On Christina. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. On Christina. <laughs> I don't think we I have pick, enough we ink. Can, we can pick the, pick the questions that we answer. Ah, <laughs> uh, pass. Yeah. I would love to see if I'm a psychopath. <laughs> I really would. I don't like know. To, I, you don't no. know. Yeah. You I would like know? to set it fair and square. No, like, I, I am or I'm not. You're not. I'm not? Okay, good. <laughs> you're not. He knows no. best. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> uh, no, you can tell, I tell you. They, How can you tell? They're Shifty just, eyes. How can you tell? Is Elisa a psychopath? <laughs> yes. He didn't say tell you. He did not say no. <laughs> What he's nodding. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he's not saying body anything. Not, okay. yeah. Body There's, language. Is that uncomfortable body language yeah. he was telling us about? What about yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> See, no. we got to change your. We got to change your name. You're not yeah. lover of all things marketing. You're yeah. They're all straight liners. Psychopath. Oh, we're all straight liners. Yeah. We're all straight liners. Oh. <laughs> so that sounds mean? like a good thing. Uh, like we're the straight. That sounds boring. I tell yeah. you, I had. I tell you, one of the weirdest. <laughs> the straight liners. That's not a good thing, Christine. Not one of the weirdest one. tests I've ever done was on a doctor who, uh, he was a psychologist and pediatrician from another city. They brought him in. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I questioned him about uh, molesting children. <clears throat> and during the interrogation, well, at first he came in and he handed me this real thick folder, about two inches thick. I knew what it was as soon as he handed it to me. And anyway, I opened up and it was all letters of commendation and stuff like that. 
And that's the first thing that a guilty person will do. They'll try to get you to side with them to like them and all that. Uh, mm -hmm. That's how you can tell right off the bat if a person is guilty or not, because if you like them, they're probably lying to you. <gasps> because if they're telling the truth, they don't care what you think of them. They know they're telling the truth, so you know, they don't care. So anyway, uh, during the interrogation, he started to cough and choke, and I looked at him, and his tongue had swelled up and stuck out of his mouth, and he was choking, he couldn't, I had to go get some water and pour on his tongue and talk real quiet to him and get him calmed down. <clears throat> and as soon as he calmed down, his tongue returned normal. He got up, picked, I, I, when he canned me that stuff, I looked at it and threw it on the corner in the floor, you know, <laughs> because I didn't want him, I wanted to have the upper hand. You always got to have the upper hand when always. you're getting someone. Anyway, uh, he got out of the chair and picked up his stuff and walked out the door and never said another word. But... He told me about sleeping in a sleeping bag with some of the kids, and he must have in his sleep did things, you know, that he wouldn't have done otherwise. Mm -hmm. Not but, uh, yeah, that was an interesting test. Yeah. <clears throat> Not sure it's quite as interesting as the deer, but... Yeah, yeah. the deer <laughs> one. <laughs> that one <But>. takes it. <laughs> yeah, I had two of those the same oh, day. I got, I got home two deer the same day? day? What? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. No, I mean, oh. Deer, deer. two of these weird ones. <laughs> The, um, I got home about 9 o'clock one night after a real busy day. I started like 7 o'clock that morning, and I was completely wiped out, fell into bed and went to sleep. About 11.30, the phone rang. My boss said, uh, I need you to come down here and do a polygraph. I said, can't it wait till morning? No. He says, I got half the city in here. Uh, said, a legislator's been murdered, and um, we have a suspect down here. And he agreed to take the test now, but we're afraid if... If uh, we wait till morning, he'll change his mind mm. because you can't make them take a test. Why they do it is beyond me. I guess they think they can beat, beat it, it, you know. Oh, yeah. But anyway, uh, so I get down there, and here's this burly biker. <clears throat> and they already got him in the polygraph chair. They've threatened him with the polygraph already, which is bad, you know. Now he's already got his defenses built up. So... Um, like I say, the legislator was murdered, so they've got everybody in the world down there who is anybody mm -hmm. waiting for the, me to come in and get a in, in, uh, confession of this guy. Well, he wasn't too swift because he was driving the legislator's car, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he handed the cop <clears throat> the legislator's driver's license. Well, <laughs> this guy had a big beard, and he was obviously not the guy that was shown in the picture, you know. <clears throat> so... Uh, Anyway, uh, I went in the polygraph room, and there he was sitting in a chair, and I just ignored him, and I went around the other side, and leaned back in my chair, and I put my feet up on the desk, and I almost went to sleep. I was really tired. <laughs> and I sat there for like 15 minutes without saying anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, um, finally, uh, I said, you know, I don't want to be here any more than you do. I would rather be out in the barn playing my K and having a beer. And he didn't say anything for a long time, and I didn't say anything. He looked at me, he said, you got a K? I said, yeah. He said, I got a Gibson. I said, are you kidding me? I said, it's probably one of the finest guitars ever made. Who'd you steal that off from? He said, no, no, I actually bought it. He said, I, of course, the guy was pretty, uh, pretty drunk, but um, anyway, I bought that from him. So we started talking about, well, I knew that bikers spend all their time in bars. At least they did then, and that, at that time... 
bikers played nothing but country music. So I, that was my end. You've got to mm-hmm. find an end ah, with these people. Yeah. You know, something that Trust you have mutual interest in. So anyway, we started talking about country music and favorite artists and all that. And I said, you know, <clears throat> you look like a pretty smart guy, which was a damn lie. <laughs> you know, like Your polygraph like person lied. Yeah. Dang it. So, <laughs> so anyway, I said, but there has to be a woman involved. That's the only way you oh, could be tricked. He says, yeah, yeah, there was. He says, uh, uh, my girlfriend, he says, this legislator picked her up, and when she picked her, he picked her up, why she pulled a gun on him and then picked me up. We took him to the ATM and had him empty his, <laughs> his uh, account as much as we could get. Then we took him out to the desert. We were just going to dump him out and let him walk back. But he kept threatening us with kidnapping. He said, no, we never thought about kidnapping. <laughs> he says he's going to have the FBI and the Secret Service and the whole police department after us. So he said, he started getting real loud. So he said, I hit him and knocked him down. And my girlfriend hit him in the head with a rock. And then Uh-oh. she ended up shooting him. And then he was still crawling around. So we hit him in the head again. And then things just got out of hand. Things just got out of hand. So anyway, yeah, right? yeah. it's a series. I think I saw this. So he tells me all this. <laughs> So then uh, I call a detective in, and I tell the detective, yeah, I shot that guy six times. The guy says, no, I didn't. I only shot him four. (laughs) You always do that. You always do that, you know. And even in in written confessions, I always put down more than what is, so the person has to correct it and initial it. (gasps) And so they can't say, I didn't read it. You know, so anyway, there's so many tricks to that. That's fascinating. But uh, anyway, he admitted the whole thing, him and his girlfriend, and... You should oh send gosh. some of these, these are good stories. great stories to Lucifer. Yes. Have you been watching that oh show? Oh, my gosh. That's our thing. Could t- oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Great fantastic. Oh, I just finished watching, binge watching. I finally know what binge watching is. <laughs> I, I, I finally did it. It was on the um, Big Little Lies. Mm. Oh, is that? Amazing. Really? With Nicole Kidman and Reese yeah. Witherspoon. They're not bringing the season back. What? Oh, I, no. I'm very Big Little it. Lies. Yeah, it's an HBO thing. I try to put it all in the HBO seven-day free trial, <laughs> but I couldn't because I had to move a kid into college, and then so you now just have kept falling HBO? asleep. So now I'll be, yeah. I'll be over later. Please come over. <laughs> I mean, I think I, we could write the the next season. We Ooh. need to write in. We need your grandpa. It's Ooh. good, right? Yeah, he's got yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, but Real most stories. of the stories are in these books. I, I had to make them a novel because there's too many people still living. But. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, most of what is in there is actual cases. So I have one last question. Yeah. So do you think you can hypnotize someone to pass a polygraph? Mm. Well, <clears throat> tell you, I had uh, Using your a retired police lieutenant called me one day. He says after he retired, he wanted to go back down to the police department and work, answer phones or something just for something to do. And he says, I couldn't pass a polygraph. So I took two polygraphs, couldn't pass it. Couldn't pass it on drugs and theft, and I forget what all. So he says, I can't understand it. And I said, okay, well, come on over to the house. We'll talk about it. So anyway, he came over and talked to him a while. And I was convinced he didn't do any of that stuff just by talking to him. Anyway, I said, well, do you know someone that's done all this? Uh, he says, well, hell yes, my son. He's stealing us blind. He says he takes everything out of the house and pawns it and uses drugs. Oh, okay. I said, well, how about we do some hypnosis, and if you had nothing to do with any of this stuff, you won't react to anything. 
I said, but if you did, you'll react even worse than you did before. He said, fine with me. So we did it. Went down and passed the test with flying colors. Oh, wow. Interesting. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Unreal. So that All was right. Well, if you got to lie, talk to Leonard yeah. here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, this was a great show. I'm, I learned nice. a lot, and I'm going to watch these two now. So <laughs> really? Nobody. Okay, you do yeah. realize. Yeah. You do realize yeah. he did not answer whether or not you were a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> he nodded, though. Because, well, he so looked away when he did it. So, yeah. I noticed all that. She's picking up. Feel the right warmth. Yeah. Carrie's right in the eyeball warmth. The eyeball warmth. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us, yeah. guys. Thanks. Thank you, Leonard. You're welcome. I'm pleased to be here. Honored to be here. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for Thank bringing you. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So Anytime. Yes, what a treasure. Millions next time we'll be doing yoga. What's yeah. that? You b- we'll be doing yoga on the next podcast with you. How are we gonna? We'll work it. Girl, out. I'm All scared right. for you to do yoga. <laughs> bring your chin brace. <laughs> I'll bring it. Have a good week. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. <laughs>